Welcome here uh, at Faith Lutheran Church in Park, California. This is Pastor Jung uh, here yet again, again, uh, for our small Catechism Live segment here on Thursday. Um, today we're going to zip through two commandments. Can we do it? We will see. Uh, as we uh, zip through the seventh and eighth commandments about what God has called us to do, uh, not only for our brother or our neighbor uh, and their possessions, but also uh, the use of our words, of our mouth. What is coming out of my mouth? What is coming out of my mouth? And that are, those are words, right? Words, 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 words. That's what we're talking about today. From possessions to words. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word this day. Bless us in, our, in your wisdom as you lead us in our walk. Lord, we know that in Christ Jesus, you have called us to love and serve our neighbor. Bless us and lead us. And Lord, also forgive us for when we do fall short in our sin. Lord, may this edify us and grant us your grace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, as always, uh, this, will be, uh, this is going to be your blast of, of the commandments here. But seventh commandment, why don't we just start kicking in here. God's gift of po possessions, right? Uh, this is God's gift of possessions. And when we talk about uh, possessions here, uh, we very well know this is what the Lord has given to us. And we are to not only protect uh, our neighbor's money, uh, but also uh, do not get them in any dishonest way, but help to improve and protect his possessions and income. So you shall not steal. What does this mean? You shall not steal. Uh, we should fear and love God, again, first commandment, fear and love God, so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions. So we fear and love God, first commandment, get rid of all of our idols, uh, get rid of our, all of our other gods that we might uh, 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 put on a pedestal, uh, because there, when we do, if we do that, if we have the idol of possessions, what do we do? Uh, we take our neighbor's money and possessions, and we get them in any dishonest way. Uh, we see that in so many different ways. Uh, but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. So, um, this is a, 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 a commandment about possession. How do we care uh, for our neighbor's possessions? Uh, manipulation in deals. Uh, you go to your local uh, mechanic or plumber or any tradesman, and all the time, and you know the story, you get this one price, you get this other price, and sometimes you're like, how does that add up? You know that uh, uh, sometimes it just doesn't, you know, it smells, when it smells like a fishy deal, well, it's probably a fishy deal, right? Um, and we live in a world that definitely does in those, you've been through it probably, I've been through it, where people are trying to take advantage of you. But when it comes to that taking advantage of, and we very well know that, uh, God has called us, God has called us, not, not in our human flesh, but God has called us to love and serve in a way to which we do not take from our neighbor, but rather help and support them in every, um, in every possession that they have, right? Um, and we see uh, this verse right here, if we could read it all together. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. You know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Now, this is a clear picture of what our Lord has done for us 
by his grace, that he poured out his uh, he poured out his riches through his blood on the cross. Yet at the same time, he became poor and full of poverty as he took upon flesh as his eyes, his life was for you. His his uh, your well-being was first on the chart as he would die on the cross so that. Uh, so that by his rich promise, lavishing you with his blood, there you are his own. There you are well, and there you are protected uh, by what he has done for you at Calvary. Right? This is the picture of full grace, the gospel, uh, what God has done for each and every one of us, and, and there we proceed. But here I see on our, um, on our whiteboard, also see Luke 19, if you know the story of Zacchaeus, you very well know Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and as Jesus was going to the town, he was a very uh, a wee little man. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Anyways, I won't sing um, <laughs> the song, but Zacchaeus, uh, what was, he was known to uh, fraudulently take more than he ought to as a tax collector. So that was a story about stealing. Now, he took more because, again, did he fear, love, and trust God above all things? At that moment, he fell short in sin, right? That he cared for himself more than his neighbor. That's, that's the nature of this commandment. We care more about ourselves than our neighbor. And, and, and here we see Zacchaeus uh, in, in this tree in Luke 19. Jesus said, come down from that tree. I want to go to your house. People in the crowds were grumbling. Why would Jesus want to go to this guy's house? He's, he's a fraud. He steals. I mean, why would Jesus, in his precious time, spend time with this wicked man? But yet, Jesus does. And as he does, what happens? He calls him to repentance, right? And there, um, in, in the forgiveness that Christ gives, he, he, he does what? He, he says, I will give back fourfold. Right? So when we talk about uh, God's gift of possessions... Uh, we see the, the whole law gospel narrative with Zacchaeus. Not only does he show him his sin for taking what is not his more than what he ought to take, but also on the flip side, he also shows the fruit uh, of that what he ought to do uh, under the grace of God, and that is to give back fourfold. That is to care for your neighbor's possessions, right? At the end of the day, this very well uh, kind of uh, circles around the ninth and tenth commandments about contentment, right? About what are you, uh, where is your contentment? Is your contentment in things? Because if it is in things and possessions, what will happen? It'll always be about you, 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 and what you can get out of it. And soon enough, you will resort to doing what? To, to, to neglecting your neighbor's possessions and manipulating and do what you can to take advantage of your neighbor to get yourself the goods that you want. And all the meantime, we fail to see what is really our deal, and that is our failure to fear, love, and trust God above all things. Because our idols come in play, and our idols dictate how we proceed, and how we proceed is for me, 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 because that's, what the idols, that's how the idols are fed, or that's how we are fed in our sinful nature. And there we, we continue, right? There we uh, uh, are engulfed in, in our me, myself, and I, just like Zacchaeus. But when we see the law, it strikes us, and what? We repent, and there we proceed right? In the forgiveness of Christ, right? We are forgiven of our sins, and there we continue um, to, to, rather than take from our neighbor's possessions, rather we are to, like Zacchaeus, help and improve and protect his possessions and income, right? So, 
when we talk about uh, how, how we ought to uh, care for one another, you know, th- this goes back to caring for your neighbor, right? Um, I think money is, is one of those things, uh, when we talk about Zacchaeus, when we talk about giving, um, very, our possessions are very close to us. And this, this, uh, this, uh, this commandment really magnifies that for ourselves, I think just that whole idea of possessions, how important are they? And this commandment really does bring out the idols that are before us in our possessions, because trust me, we love our possessions. We do more than we ought to admit, right? Um, and um, here, as I always, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, caring for our neighbor, um, I always tell my kids, you know, when you get that paycheck, it's not how much can I get for myself, but rather how much can I, how will God use this for my neighbor, right? And, and that goes for a myriad of things, for giving at church, for giving to your neighbor, all these things. How is God going to use this for the mission of Christ? Um, how is God going to use this for the neighbor that is in need? Uh, how is God going to use this uh, for those around me? Because, well, everything comes from God. And, and this is where uh, it goes back to Zacchaeus in the fourfold, I'll give back fourfold, uh, the picture of of, of what that um, grace is all about. So uh, that's the seventh commandment, remember, from the law, showing us our sin of that covetousness of possessions, uh, about the resorting to stealing, but also by the grace of God, as Zacchaeus heard it, there he was made rich by the one who became poor for them, coming into this world as a word, word made flesh, only to go to the cross, to die, to stand in our place, uh, to bring us out of the spiritual bankruptcy by his rich work, and that is his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And this is how we proceed in the joy and love of Christ in his sacrifice. Zacchaeus, fourfold, we care for our neighbor, right? Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Do we strive to do God's word, God's will? Yes. Right? Does uh, uh, sin, uh, are we still dealing with our sin? Of course. There we repent. Forgiveness, law, gospel, sin, Jesus. Proceed. Third use of the law. Continue. Right? All right. Eighth commandment here. Matthew, uh, uh, the, the gift of words or the destruction by words. Right? It can go both ways. Uh, trust me, words, 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 words. All right. The eighth commandment God's gift of what? God's gift of good, of good reputation, right? Um, Words matter, friends. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation. But defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. So again, we should fear and love God. First commandment. In that fear and loving God and trusting in him, we do not use our mouths to tell lies or to slander our neighbor's reputation. Words are the most destructive things in this world. Whether it's in the world or in the church, you know what I'm talking about, right? You do. The whispers, the gossip, the G word. Ooh, it's so insidious, so destructive, and so subtly damaging. I mean, reputation of our neighbor is so huge. 
And we jump to conclusions, we, we blurt out everything, and, and we say, oh, I'm just telling it how it is, uh, when in fact all we're telling is not the neighbor who is dealing with things, but rather to another neighbor. And there this gobbly group of, of swirling of, of, uh, of gossip is just rearing its ugly head, and the avalanche of snowball continues to destroy, destroy, destroy God's gift of reputation. Matthew 18, 15. If your brother sins against you, and uh, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Don't go to anyone else. Go to him. Don't talk behind his back. Go to him. Right? How easy do we not do this? Honestly. Gossip is like, you know, it's like the toothpaste analogy. You squeeze it out, can't bring it back in. You could try to put it back in, but what happens, it's a mess. And that's what happens. You know, once you blurt it out, you can't put it back in. And if you try to attempt to do that, you know it's a mess. You get yourself in a deeper, dirtier state, right? So, Matthew 18, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between, right, you and him. What's the key word? Ah. Loan. Right? And this is uh, where we use our words to help and serve our neighbor. When Johnny or Jack are having their issues, uh, we go to them alone and say, well, how are you doing? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? Do you need help? Rather than going behind their back and saying, oh, Jack, look at him. How ridiculous is he? Look what he did the other day, uh, Jane. He, he did this and that and this and that. I can't believe he's like that. I'm glad we're better than him. You know, at the end of the day, what is this really pinpointing to? The God of pride, isn't it? When we gossip, what happens? It makes us feel better about ourselves. Fear, we should fear, love, and trust God above all things. That is, we should not rely upon the God of pride. And that's what we do. In this commandment, it's all about the God of pride. I want to be better than you. And the way that I could do that is to speak bad about you so that in the same way or at the same time, I will be lifted up. Right? It's always a power play with words. Trying to get the better of other people, not between you and him alone, but rather behind their Back. We use our words to love and serve, right? And, and therefore, this commandment really shows us that when it's coming out of, from our heart to our mouth, we sh- stop, right? And struggle with that. Should I really say that? Should that come out of my mouth, right? Our words are prayerfully given in a sense where we really use, we, we, as they are coming out of our mouth, all the syllables, right? Um, <clears throat> how we prayerfully go through this commandment and filter and say, wait. Is this helpful? Will these words lift up those that we are speaking of? Or are they crushing them and at the same time stoking my own pride? That's the tension. Because God, the false God of pride is real. And that's what gossip is. And we all do it in some way, shape, or form. We might go under the guise, I'm just telling how it is, or this is what I saw, or... Or just more blatant, like just talking behind someone's back, right? And it's like to discern what is really happening there. It's not just about them. It's about you. It's about this commandment. It's about putting your pride first as your one true God. And there God calls us to repentance, right? There God shows us our sin and say, wait, I've fallen short. 
there we seek forgiveness from God, but also from our neighbor. You know, uh, I think this is one of the most, out of all the commandments, this is one of the most prevalent and most subtle commandments that we fall short of in so many different ways, right? And here we see uh, the safeguard uh, because we want to love our neighbor in word as we uplift their reputation. So the next time you say, well, you're at the water cooler, say, well, no, you, you bring the great disruptor of that conversation and tell everyone like, well, maybe we should talk to them first. I always tell people like, have you talked to them? Like when they're telling me stuff, I say, have you talked to them? And sometimes, and most of the time they say, no, I haven't. Well, I always advise people, talk to them first and, and see what's going on, right? And, and rightfully so, at the water cooler, talk to them. Let's see what he's doing. What's up with him? How's he doing? Is he going through a troubled day? Is he going through some things? Why don't, we, why don't we directly talk to the person rather than talking behind their back? Because this is what's on the line. Not just good reputation, but that constant perpetual cycle of pride. Right? All right. So, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Right? The love of Christ, through his love, as we fall short, there the gospel is, Jesus for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, right? And there in his love, you go. And care and love for your neighbor. Um... Well, through the love of Christ, right? That we do put the best construction on things. And we do not jump to conclusions, whether it be being a keyboard warrior. Is that what they call it these days? You know, the keyboard warrior where they just spout off on the comment section or we talk behind people's backs or we we just quickly just go on that train of disaster, right? But rather, let's see, how, how do we proceed here? Right? We use our words to edify. We use our words to build up. We use our words to love and care for one another. Again, do we all do this perfectly? No. Do we sin against the Eighth Commandment? Yes. Therefore, as Allah shows us, shows us our sin, repent, right? Seek forgiveness in Christ. There in, his, there in this joy of the gospel, there we proceed in his love. Right? So when we talk about reputation... Trust me, so hard it is for this reputation to be built up, and so quickly it can be crushed. Therefore, we use our words um, in, his, in his promise to love one another by the words um, uplifting and, and, and really striking down the pride of self and looking towards the ones um, outside of ourself that need uh, uplifting, telling the truth, not with slander, but with care and compassion as we put the best construction on things. All right. I know that was a really big whirlwind for two commandments here in 20 minutes, but I hope uh, that went well with you, and I hope that you are able to discern and decipher that law-gospel paradigm, right? Uh, Seventh commandment. Um, Am I caring for my own possessions? Is my idol my own possessions? Is my care about and how I dictate law-gospel, law-gospel about 
uh, my own possessions and how that can dictate how I proceed in my dealings in life. Uh, but also, Eighth Commandment, Law Gospel, are my words to edify my own or stoke my own pride, or are my words to love and serve my neighbor as we put the best construction on things? And this is the tension that we face constantly. Now, when we see the, the, the law for what it is and, we, and it shows us our sin, there we repent, seek forgiveness, Christ Jesus, the Gospel, even your baptism, even the Supper of our Lord, there we rest uh, in his promise. And there we proceed with the words, right? The words of Christ. Our Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. We, we proceed in his love, and there we use our words to build up, right? Benefit of the doubt. Care, love, and support for the one that God has called to love and serve in our station of life. All right, let us close there. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you. Uh, for your word. Bless us in your wisdom and guide us in these commandments, knowing full well that though we know what we ought to do, Lord, we do the very thing that we hate. Bless us, O Lord, and comfort us in our sin, Lord, that you are the one who forgives us and guides us and leads us always in your grace. Lord, through all these things, grant us great discernment, humility, as we humbly walk in your way. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hopefully that was helpful to you. And I know that was a quick Cliff Noti uh, journey, but I'm glad you came on the journey with me. Ahoy, mates. That's right. All right. What is uh, the Pirates' favorite movie? Rated R. That's right. Anyways, have a wonderful day. Love you all. Pray for you all. And until next time, Pastor Jung here, Faith Lutheran Church, Marpar, California, 93021. Love you all. Pray for you all. Have a wonderful day. Adios. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmorepark.com.